Welcome back to the Love Experience. First things first. Now, my name is AC, so now you know me. And uh, shout me out while you're listening to this program. I got a lot of good stuff I need to get off my mind and my chest. And I think with your input, I think with this beautiful new relationship, I think we're going to make this thing happen. So let's lay down a few ground rules to get started. First, this show is going to cover a variety of topics, uh, things that are trending, uh, things that are just in my mind from religion, race, politics, music, sports, all kind of stuff. And every now and then you may hear me do this. Yeah, yeah, that is tea. I don't drink coffee anymore, so, you know, you got to excuse me on that. Uh, Also, here's another thing. I know how you people can be. You will take one thing that a person says, and you will make it out of something else. No, we're not going to do that here. Let 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 me hit you right off. First of all, I'm not even trying to be politically correct, okay? This ain't the form for political correctness at all. Also, this show is made up of my views, which means what? Just like CNN, just like Fox, MSNBC, whatever you watch and listen to, it's my opinion. So the basics of this thing is for us to share And for you to get my perspective, and if you have a rebuttal, fine, call in. I have no problems with that. And if you agree with me, fine. If you disagree with me, fine. But I promise you this. One thing I will always try to be, and my friends know this, I will always try to be fair. So let's let's just work together. Can we do that? Can we all just get along? Shout out to Rodney King. God bless him. R.I.P. Let's get started. On today's show, this show is called Pimp, Prostitute, and John, Hashtag The Church. Now, today is Sunday. This is the greatest gathering day for most people of faith. Unless, of course, you're a Seventh-day Adventist and from my understanding, some Hebrew Israelites. But for many of us, Sunday is the time that we all gather to go to our mosques, temples, churches, cathedrals, whatever, for one purpose or another. And it's all generally based around serving our creator, whether you call him God, Yahweh, um, Allah, Buddha, Zeus, whoever. Let's... um, respect the fact of other people's religions and what other people believe. And I definitely respect that. So don't be surprised by me saying pimp, prostitute, and John. If you bear with me, I'll break that down for you, okay? Now, if you know anything about a pimp, you know a pimp can't be a pimp unless he has hoes or prostitutes for this. Because we're going to try to be a little, a little easy Because you're just not getting to know me. I don't want y'all to turn off from me already. But a pimp can't be a pimp unless he has somebody to pimp. And that's a prostitute. And what a prostitute does, we all know that. A prostitute solicits. She's a salesperson. You know what I'm saying? She's a one-stop shop, so to speak. But you can't have a prostitute 
unless you have a John. What does a John do? John is a giver of one's resource in order to receive a service. So in this scenario, the pimp for this particular episode is the church. Excuse me. The pimp is the bank. My apologies. The church is the prostitute and the John are the members. I said again, the bank is the pimp, the church is the prostitute, and the John is the member. Let's get started. First of all, when we go into our service, and again, I'm not saying every church, so please don't twist my words, but I've been to enough churches, I've been to enough places of worship that you can kind of see a similar trend. And here's the thing. Many times, pastors use bring your tithes. And what do they do with the tithes in the Bible? Of course, you can look, and it's for various things, but the biggest thing that they did with the tithes was they put it into a storehouse, a barn, and they issued it out accordingly. With that being said, back then, the goal was let's collect our resources and distribute it out according to need. And yes, you do take care of the priest. Um, and if you know a little bit, when you have a war, yes, you do salute the high priest of that particular land. That's that particular land order of doing business when it comes to wars and also when it comes to distributing things. I have no problem with that. Here's the issue. The issue is, we give our money to God while we're in church. And when we give our money to God while we're in church, anybody ever thought, where does the money go? I'll tell you. Now, I'm not talking about not taking care of the things that are within the church, lights, um, uh, if you have a church large enough, you may have personnel to take care of things. That's not what I'm talking about. When you give your money to God, what you do is you give, it's collected, and guess where it goes on Monday? The holiday for the banking institutions. Absolutely. The money goes to the bank. Now, here's the thing. Have you ever researched just a little bit about the banks that your money goes to? For instance, let's take SunTrust Bank. SunTrust Bank, which is in Georgia, mostly, but they have them all over. But SunTrust Bank, it was originally chartered from Georgia General Assembly back in 1891. Uh, it was chartered by the Georgia General Assembly back in 1891. At that time, it was known as the Trust Company, and the founders included a John M. Green, H.L. Atwater, uh, George W. Brooke, etc., etc., all the way to this fellow by the name of Joel Hurt. Now, let's talk about Mr. Hurt, because I think he's the highlight here. Mr. Hurt... Um, he became a wealthy businessman 
Uh, Mr. Hurt went from being a surveyor of a railroad company to organizing a loan company. Now, his wealth was gained through being a business surveyor and using convict labor. Now, you can look this up in the 2009 Pulitzer Prize winning book, Slavery by Another Name. In 1908, Joe Hurt and his family were actually brought up to hearings about the fact that his family not only used convict labor, they actually had convict labor camps. Now, check this out. This guy and his family, they were so callous to the fact about not caring for the convict workers that they believed that these workers could be beat enough. Now, if you look back then, part of the agreement by using convict labor was you agreed to take these convicts, to house them, and also to feed them. That was pretty much it. You didn't have to pay them because it was free labor. Well, uh, about four or five hundred years ago, what did we call free labor back then? You got it? Slavery. So, hence the book, Slavery by Another Name. Now, this piece of shit actually has a park in Atlanta, Georgia, that is dedicated to him. He also has a building in Atlanta, Georgia, dedicated to him. And he is one of the founding members of SunTrust Bank using convict labor. Now, here's another thing. Convict labor was 70% of Alabama's income at one time. Now, here's the million-dollar question. Who do you think made up the convict labor? Yep, you guessed it. Darkies. Yes, I know y'all watch Black Panther, and I know we got vibranium. We didn't use and have vibranium back then. No. They basically arrested, for various made-up reasons, black people, put them in prison, then in turn, created this system where they can have free labor, they just had to agree to house them, and also feed them. And this, my friends, is who your money goes to after the pastor tells you to give your money to God. That's who it goes to. It goes to the bank. And if your church uses SunTrust Bank, think about it. With our ancestors, the men and the women who died in order to build a bank did not get paid. Many brought up on false accusations. Many are locked up for no reason at all other than what? They needed free labor. Slavery was illegal. So they created another system. But here's the kicker. That's who takes your money every Sunday. Excuse me. Your money that you give on Sunday, that's who gets it on Monday. And what do they do? They invest the money, as we know banks do, and they generate wealth. Now, do they give you anything back? Hell no. So, when people try to make you feel guilty, 
if you choose not to go to church, basically, you're choosing not to finance slave labor or those who use slave labor in order to build their wealth. Now, let's go to my good people who likes Bank of America. I like those people because they have a tendency. Those people in the uh, in the Wells Fargo people uh, have a tendency to drink their tea with their pinkies up. I don't. However, some of my best friends are pinkies up drinking people. Now, let's see. Bank of America. Let's get into them. Bank of America, along with other banks, they're just as guilty. I'll tell you why. You can look this up. Bank of America uses or supports a facility that is called Title Max. Now, Title Max home offices are in Texas and also Savannah, Georgia. Title Max is basically a car title pawn shop. That's what it is. You bring your raggedy ass car up there, they look at it, and they give you $500 for it just so you can catch up on your child support. That's what they do, or you can go to the club and turn up, whatever you decide. Well, Title Max actually filed for bankruptcy back in 2009. Well, during its reorganization, uh, they received a $165 million loan from Merle Lynch. And what this did is it gave them life support. It re-energized Title Max. So they said, oh, y'all ain't in enough black neighborhoods. We got to do better. So they reorganized, and basically what happened, Title Max started blow up waiting. And there are other title companies as well, so look those up. How does Bank of America play into this? Well, Bank of America purchased Merrill Lynch. So, you proud Bank of America people who drink your tea with your pinkies up, your ass is just as guilty as anybody else because we all know Title Max, uh, pawn shops, uh, money, day loans, whatever, they all uses, uses, uh, look at me, they all use financial predatory lending practices. And yes, my bank, Regents, and also Wells Fargo and others, Fifth Third, U.S. Bank, blah, 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 blah. They're all involved. You can look them up according to an article in creditcard.com. Now, this ain't me spilling ignorance. This ain't my personal opinion. No, look it up. Creditcard.com. These banks that I called out, Regents, Wells Fargo, Fifth Third, U.S. Bank, etc., 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 they, well, maybe I'm pinkies up because they don't want to use the term payday loan. So I guess I got a little pinkies up in me too. What they like to use the term, they like to use terms like direct loan or direct deposit advance, checking account advantage, ready advance, all these fancy terms basically saying we about to give you some money and charge you 30% interest. That's what they do. And where are these places? Well, the overwhelming majority of them that I see on the East Coast, of course, is in the hood. You don't see a bunch of check cash in places where your top schools are, where your upper income neighborhoods are. You don't see them because they don't need them. They don't use them. See, we borrow money. Now, nah, they invest money and they get 
money from their investment. Not us. We borrow money and we scrape to actually pay these people back. So, yes, your bank more than likely uses it, too. So what does that say? That says to me, you want me to go to church, shout, jump, cry, give my money to God. But on the way to God, my money goes to the devil. And I'm not calling white people the devil because black people work in these institutions too. Don't flip my words. But you want me to give my money to people who in the past has helped reinforce slavery. You want me to give my money to people who are currently exercising predatory lending. You want me to give my money to the church, hashtag the prostitute, who didn't negotiate with the banks to ensure that my black ass can get a loan easier to ensure that, hey, if we giving you millions upon millions of dollars every Monday collectively, I'm pretty sure with all the black churches that are in America, I'm pretty sure collectively is anywhere between 50 to 60 million dollars. I don't know who did the deal, but nobody negotiated and said, well, look, if we give you all this money and you're building your wealth upon black people giving, especially now I know uh, churches, all churches, black, white, whoever they give, but I'm just talking about my community right now because we're the ones who are at the bottom. We're going to give you all of this money and you're going to invest and you're going to make money with our money. Yet you are not going to make sure that at least four or five families per year get loans, have to pay at least half on their house, that we reap some kind of benefit by giving you this money. I don't know who negotiated that, but until the church, until the leaders of the church, because I'm not a leader in the church, but until the leaders of the church collectively say, listen, in order for you to get our money, we're going to have to renegotiate. Currently, we got Donald Trump. Donald Trump is renegotiate all kind of tariffs and taxes and NAFTA and all of these trade agreements that he said that was a bad deal for America. Now, I'm not sitting over here being on Trump's bandwagon, so again, don't twist my words, but a good deal is a good deal, a bad deal is a bad deal. If it's a bad deal, admit it. Stop leading the people into blindness. No, admit it. It's not a good deal. If my church is raising $500,000 a year, and ain't nobody got at least 20% down where they don't have to make a down payment for a house and they don't have to pay PMI, they shouldn't have to. And they can finance through the bank. Why? Because the bank has benefited off their money for years and years and years, but we have nothing to show for it? You want me to be the John? Even the John gets something back. So, again, think about it. It's just my perspective. If you got something different, I welcome you. Hit me up. Challenge me. You can catch me on the gram. The T-H-A Love, L-O-V-E Experience, E-X-P-E-R-I-E-N-C-E. I'm also on Twitter. The Real Artist. At The Real Artist. T-H-E-R-E-A-L-A-R-T-I-S. Hit me. This has been the Love Experience. I appreciate your time. 
I know it's been about 20 minutes, but if you're still listening, God bless. We got more to come, baby.